0: this is Jacqueline Kitsman, and this is the awakened tarot podcast and you know like um it always surprises me oh well like okay wait we're gonna we're gonna missy elliott flip that thing and reverse it as far as housekeeping goes this week still it's we're still in the same thing like that i think that's the most important thing to clarify here is that we're still looking at some really crazy things we're still looking at a war in ukraine we're still looking at like bodily rights uh, being taken away for people with uteruses here in the US. We are still dealing with the daily horrors of different news coming up with 10 year olds being forced to to be pregnant, whereas rape survivors are being forced to also carry babies or, or people who have been, in, you know, are pregnant with non-viable pregnancies are being forced to carry to term. Just a whole bunch of horrors. So when I say things haven't changed, that's not an excuse to be like, ah, things haven't changed. It is kind of like a They're still as shitty as they were like three months ago when I first said something or three months ago when they first happened or whatever else. It just means that we haven't left the shit. We're still in the shit. So, you know, we can get like fatigue of like caring fatigue, but don't do that. I say this a lot. So I'll just say it here too. It just means that still collectively, it means that we're still in the same place that we were. We have not gone anywhere. So we need to kind of zone in and tune in, not zone in, tune in and um pay attention and figure out what ways we can help ourselves and others navigate these kind of awful situations okay that being said um it's kind of crazy to me that um when i pulled today's or this week's card i was like surely we have done this before i think that all the time we've covered so many cards and yet we've not covered we've not covered so many that i totally think we should have like do you know we've only done 110 on this podcast one. It was the 10 of wands. I had to like go through the list of episodes like four or five times to be sure that I wasn't like skipping over something. We've gone over 110. I mean, obviously we've done a lot in like collective readings, but we haven't like fully covered this card yet, which is the 10 of pentacles. So I'm very excited about that. Mm-hmm. And then um of course we have the collective reading after, which is kind of crazy because last week it was I mean, it's just like we're going chronologically backwards, so I'm very excited to kind of dive into that. But let's kind of plug ourselves into the card this week. Obviously, it is the Ten of Pentacles that we are going to be chatting about, and the Ten of Pentacles is, um, when you're looking at the Smith Rider Waite card, you're looking at the Ten Pentacles set up in the forefront of the card. They're set up to look like the Tree of Life. Okay, so in the tarot, its symbolic meaning for the Tree of Life is... Um, you know, you're coming from a tiny seed. The tree germinates into something really big, like a big tree, and it's supposed to be this huge metaphor for like human development and in that process, the tree of life is also related to Judaism. There's a term for it. I don't want to pronounce it wrong. Um, Etz Chaim um, is Hebrew for tree of life. I completely could have pronounced it wrong. I am not Jewish, so I'm I'm trying to be respectful of that. Um, But the expression is found in the book of Proverbs. It's figuratively applied to the Torah itself. So it's also a common name for um, yeshivas. That is, I probably pronounced that wrong, but I will spell it. Y-E-S-H-I-V-A-S. In synagogues, um, as well as for works of the rabbinic literature, it's a symbol to essentially have, it's a symbol that's believed to have healing properties. It's fruit grants immortality. Um, I'm reading right here that in Buddhism, the tree of life is known as the Bodhi tree and believed to be like a tree of enlightenment. Um, We're going off of the fact here that um, Pamela Coleman Smith, as the the artist of this deck, took very like specifically religious Christian and, and Judaism like undertones in her work here. So the tree of life is probably... So this tree of life is something that we see a lot in regards to themes of the tarot itself and essentially specifically in the suit of pentacles, which as we've talked about before in the suits episodes, being this kind of culmination and um, external showing of what we've done inside. So you can imagine essentially that the tree of life, this tree of life we see in the 10 of pentacles growing physically. It's a physical manifestation of what we are doing eternally. So as we gather these things internally, the tree of life grows and grows. Um, So in the background of these pentacles, which are set up to look like the tree of life, you've got two dogs and there's an an elderly person here sitting close to the front. And then there's two young people and a small child. And they're kind of under this bridge, but they're in a thriving city. They're kind of going about. It's very like Beauty and the Beast, like provincial life type stuff. But... What it's supposed to be showing is the tree of life isn't just like a manifestation, like metaphorically for what you've grown, like in your life as you've gone through the suits. But it's also a representation of like your family tree, ancestral ties, um, you know, um, very like uh, if you're looking at the suit of pentacles in regards to like if you're looking at it very literally along the life, death, rebirth line, the ten of pentacles can come up a lot for in regards to like ancestors. When I do, sometimes I'll... Uh, Sometimes I do past life regressions. Um I don't offer them a whole lot, but uh when I do them, when I pull up the ten of pentacles, it can often be a reminder or like kind of like a uh a, like a uh, clue for me that okay, so we're dealing with something like ancestral here coming from your specific like familial lineage. Um the Ten of Pentacles with that symbology is talking about all of the things that you've done for generations upon generations, these things that you've built, these things you've created that are kind of like along with your genetic code. So it's kind of a reminder that you were the start of this process. See how far it's grown. See see how big it's gotten. And it's not just literally talking about families either. It can be talking about like you start a you start a nonprofit started with you and now there's a whole bunch of people or, you know, it can talk about like unionizing like you decided that your job needed like, you know, like labored workers needed to have a union and now it's grown into this big thing. Um, It can talk about like you created a book because you wanted to and now the book has a big following It can talk about it could talk about this podcast where. I wanted to talk about Tarot. I started a podcast and so now there are people that listen to the podcast and seeing how like that's affected other people on their tarot journeys and stuff like that. So the 10 of pentacles, when we're talking about tens in general, we're talking about the mastery of something, right? Like it's the first cards 1 through 10 that bring or the ace through the 10 rather, that's where the mastery is. That's where the mastery of of that process is. And then when you reach the court cards, you are it's you Y- the master of that suit using the ace in different ways. Okay, so as already a master of that suit, the ten of pentacles is a is above all else a reminder of how how far you will go, how far you have come. It is a reminder that these things that we have that we make, they create, they have lasting, they have a type of permanence. Right, the suit of pentacles is all about putting those roots in planting that seed and watching it grow if and if if the ace if we look at it as a um the ace of pentacles as a seed by the time we've reached the 10 of pentacles this is a whole tree one thing i will say about the 10 of pentacles and some people will use um some people i'll have to probably do an episode about this one day but some people can when they are using tarot for any kind of future predicting They will, like how fast something is coming or how long something will take, they will assign different speeds to the suits. It's kind of a clue for them to talk about how long something might take. The suit of pentacles is not a fast moving suit. Time and time again, we are reminded about the patience that things take to manifest permanently or grow roots throughout the, throughout the suit of pentacles. So you get a seed, you know, by the time you get to the seven of pentacles, like you're literally just like standing there watching that thing grow watching those vines grow. In the eight of pentacles, you are meticulously perfecting your craft. You are meticulously day by day making something better. Then you get to the nine. You are honoring this garden that you're in, kind of this thing that you are now able to see like, the, like a, a scope of how it's affected you. And then by the time you get to the 10, you're able to see how that scope, like the scope widens and you're able to see how it affects other people. It shows you the long-lasting reach of your effect on the world. But it's a slow-going process. The Pentacles is not something that's going to happen in you know, minutes, hours, days, or even weeks, potentially even months. This could be something that's years in the making because by the time we've reached the suit of Pentacles, we are taking all those things we've learned eternally and we are making something out of it. We are literally now crafting into the earth and creating a solid place for ourselves. We are we are growing, we are procreating, we are we are planting, we are cultivating, we are building um we're building things over and over and over again. There is a scene in Monty Python and the Holy Grail. Listen, like <laughs> this is my favorite movie and it is the best movie and it is undebatable. Um, there's a scene in Monty Python on the Holy Grail that always reminds me of the, the journey through the suit of pentacles. And it is the scene where they're in this kingdom. Um, Lancelot gets this note to come save this royal and he thinks it's this princess. And he, so he goes to this castle and the dad and the royal prince who actually sent Lancelot, the Prince Lancelot, the rescue note, he and his dad are sitting in his room and the dad is like, He got to marry this princess. And he's like, I'd rather just sing. And the dad is like, it doesn't matter. You have to marry this girl. I promise this will make sense in a second. But the dad gets on this monologue where he's like, built this kingdom, you know, over and over, even though people told him he couldn't do it. And he's like, I built this kingdom and it fell into a swamp. So I built another castle and it fell into another swamp. And then I built this castle again and it fell into a swamp. And I built it again. And now we're here. And, um... Like, I think the that's kind of a parody, but I think, like, the really beautiful thing here is, like, you are going to build things a thousand times and they're going to fail. They're going to fail. Not every single business you start is going to work. Not every single creative project you, you begin is going to carry through to the end. Not every single marriage you enter into is going to last. Every single relationship you ever enter ever is going to fail until it doesn't. The point. And the beauty is that every single thing you do, it teaches you something. You are learning something. You are taking those things and you are planting those seeds and you are using those life lessons to help cultivate the whole tree of your life that's essentially a map of you. The tree of life, the 10 of pentacles, is a map of you. And by the time that you are that older person, whether the people in the background are your family or they're your community or they're even younger versions of you that you're looking back on... You will have this whole map, this whole journal, this whole living thing that you have created that is your life and every single branch that it took and every single leaf that fell or every single time a fruit didn't quite make it to ripe. All of those things are still a part of your story and they still matter. And that is the beauty of the Ten of Pentacles. It is you looking back fully at your life as a whole as you're sitting there, older now than you were then you're the younger iteration standing before you and now you are seeing why everything mattered and you're tracing it back you're tracing you know that each fruit that comes from this tree you had a hand in creating you set that process in motion when you pull the ten of pentacles in a reading you are looking at the culmination of something But even if it didn't end the way you wanted it to, it is a fruit from that lesson. It is a, okay, here's, it's connecting the dots. When I pull this for people, um, let's say I pull this in like a uh, relationship reading for somebody. Like, this isn't a card that means, oh, it's definitely going to work out. It's not a card that says this is going to fail. It is a card that specifically tells me. You are going to look back at this specific relationship someday and you are going to see why it needed to happen. You are going to see what you learned. You're going to be able to connect the dots from where you are 10 years from now back to this relationship and be like, I can see how this set something in motion. What this tells me is that whatever is happening right now is going to burrow a root. And that it is something that you have been. It's something that all of the pieces in different parts of your life were waiting for to connect to now. Can that talk about like a soulmate? Like, yes, this is your person type thing. Sure it can. As much as it can talk about the fact that this is the very last relationship you enter where you don't put yourself first. And you're going to look back at this relationship and think to yourself, wow, never again. And that's the end of that branch. This is a card that says, this moment in time is important and you have been leading up to it and not only that in the future you will look back at this time and you will be able to see how everything you've done comes back to this the tree of life tells us everything's connected that this is a moment we've been waiting for whether it's good or bad or whatever else it is pivotal it is pivotal so many things that seem mundane when you see this card it's a reminder that none of it's mundane that every single piece of it is a building block to something greater and bigger and joyful and sorrowful but in a meaningful life altering way tens are about completion they are full circle moments they are the last step before we are they're the last card in our in our process of mastery from the ten of pentacles you go into the page of pentacles Right. If you're looking at the Ten of Pentacles as a successful business that you built from the ground up and it is fucking successful, this may come up and it's either saying, hey, you know what, now you can rest and now you can go into the page of pentacles knowing that like you can kind of like invest in yourself and in your retirement or whatever else. Or it can be like, hey, you know, um, you built this business up and you made it into this amazing thing that now is a life of its own. Do it again. But now you know, now you have all the connections you need. Now you know exactly what you're doing. So do it again. This is such a lame thing, but it would literally be like, um, for people who play like uh, video games or whatever, it would be like you beating all of a specific video game. Like you've gone through all the levels, you beat it. Now you know all of the big bosses or big bads. You know how to get all of the stuff. You know how to do, you know how all of the controls work. And now like a year later, you want to play it again. Well, now it's like, you know, all the things. So like, yeah, you have to maybe go through the steps again. But now like you already know where the pitfalls are. You already know who to contact. You already know what you're good at or what you need help with. So it's going to move even faster and go even more smoothly the second time. It's like this when you have a second kid. Maybe you've had a first kid and things were really hard and you're having now you're going to go on to your second baby. And it's even easier than the first time. I mean, not easier. It's not easier. But like now you have a better understanding of the process. It's not as scary. The Ten of Pentacles is also like this giant reminder, if you've done this before, you'll do it again, and you'll get even better at, the, even better at it the next time. It's a beautiful card. It is a, it is a card of look where you were, look how far you've come. You can literally see the fruits of your labor, the fruits of everything that you've done. Um, and it's in front of you. And this is especially important, this Ten, because it is the last Ten in the Tarot. The suit of pentacles is the last suit of the tarot. The ten of pentacles is the last ten you're going to go through. To create life, you need that spark. You need to water it. You need to analyze its leaves, look at it, make sure that you're tending to it. Make sure that you give that tree water whenever it needs water or you trim its leaves or whatever else you need to do to cultivate plants. And then in the pentacles, you just, you're watching it grow you're taking care of it and you're making sure that it does it is preserved for a long time when you cut into the bark of this tree in the 10 it's going to have rings and rings and rings and rings and rings and you're going to be able to count back and and see each year of of that tree's life of your life and say i know what happened here and i know why it was important even the hard and the bad and the sad things and you'll have as much reverence for those as you do the fun, the joyful, and the silly things. So yeah, that is the um, that is the Ten of Pentacles. It's a really beautiful card, and I'm really happy that we got to talk about it today. Um, but as we all know, it is that part of the podcast where I go on to sing the song from Monty Python on the Holy Grail, which is, he's going to tell, he's going to tell, he's going to tell, he's going to tell. Honestly, this is a joke for like literally three of you, um, and you're welcome for it. The collective reading this week is the Three of Cups. Super fun because I believe last week we were in the Four of Cups. This week it's the Three. Especially when you're doing things like collective readings or readings for an individual and you're going back, some people might see that as like, oh shit, we're going backwards. But I think the really beautiful thing about a Three and going back from the Four of Cups to the Three of Cups is remembering to find the joy in things again. The Four of Cups is about waiting for timing and understanding the timing of things and and re- reminding yourself that what's in front of you isn't all there is, then the three of cups is kind of like allowing yourself to enjoy the process. It's throwing yourself that little celebration. It's literally like imbibing and enjoying things. So I really, I honestly think this coming week, it's all about like, while you're waiting for that fourth cup to come in, don't forget about the three cups in front of you. When we go back, Back a card. It's not necessarily going backwards in time. It's kind of this reminder, specifically in the Four of Cups, where you can still see the three cups in front of that person. It's literally saying you may not have that fourth cup yet, the thing you're waiting for, but you can definitely still enjoy the three things there in front of you. And so that's what we're looking at this coming week. It's literally just trying to. That doesn't mean this next week is going to be joy, joy, happy, yay for for people out there, but it is kind of this reminder of like: take, take peace, take joy, take fun when it's there and, and and vibe with it don't you know as much as you can try not to think about waiting for the other shoe to drop or whatever else just allow yourself to have some peace when the peace comes because i think that's important um especially in this day and age okay well i did this podcast with a face mask on and the face mask is now appropriately dry enough for me to wash it off which is what i am going to go do um except that I also have to say thank you to everyone who rated, subscribed, and reviewed. I am going to get a video of me getting pie in the face because we are there now. We have not done it because the pie, when we were going to do it yesterday, had mold over the top. And while some of you may think, well, you're not going to eat it anyway, um, I got grossed out by the concept of mold on my face. So we have to buy a new pie today. But the good news is that um, we will be filming me getting pie in my face tonight and hopefully I will have it edited the video up this coming week for you all to see. Um I do want to tell you that the winning or not the winning, but like the the review that pushed us into this was from Bitter Cub. It happened on August 4th, I believe. I don't sometimes see the reviews until like days later. It depends on how Apple posts them up. So it's been almost a month and I'm going to post it to Instagram as well. But Um, I wanted to read the review that put us there because it's very, very funny. Um, So it says, I only recently got into podcasts and this is the best one I've listened to regarding Tarot, which is very sweet. Thank you. Hopping into the suits discussion was great for me. It was a concept that's always confused me since starting Tarot six years ago, and the way the host described it and tied everything together was astounding and provided a lot of clarity. That is very sweet, but we can absolutely thank Alice for that because it was her idea. And it says at the end, can't wait for you to get pied. So I want to tell you, Bitter Cub, who reviewed this podcast, that um, your review about wanting me to get pied in the face is the one that brought us to 100 reviews, and I am... Very excited to have pie smashed in my face that doesn't have mold going over the top because we waited too long because my child went to the hospital last weekend. Um, But So I just wanted to say thank you to everyone who has reviewed and written. I very much appreciate it. Um, It either helps hold me accountable to things that maybe I need to do better or it helps, it gives me a little encouragement and I really appreciate that. So thank you all and you guys make this podcast what it is. I bet you thought you heard the last of me. Well, you didn't. Gabe is putting this on completely unedited because ha, ha, ha. Um, to so that I can talk about one more factor in regards to the tree of life and the ten of pentacles. So for for one, it is the the Kabbalistic tree of life, which does relate back to Judaism. Now, I didn't say this initially um in the podcast because while I'm obviously familiar with like the symbology, I'm not entirely, I'm not entirely well versed on all you know that the Kabbalah says and how it how it ties in. But I I feel like it would be remiss, especially for those who potentially practice this, for me not to mention that the Kabbalistic Tree of Life and the Fool's Journey are very similar. That in the Ten of Pentacles it predicts or if not predicts, it shows that Tree of Life, but it's the Fool as a whole that's traveling through. The major arcana and the minor arcana, that is that journey, the journey through the tree of life. That's what that represents. And that's very important because we see a lot of different references to that practice, as well as like Judaism, like in the Torah that the High Priestess holds. Um, it's or in the higher that the Hierophant teaches. There's so many different evidences, evidences of that. So it would be remiss not to acknowledge that that's what we're talking about when we're talking about the Tree of Life. Um, I just also didn't, I don't want to talk about something that I don't fully have every single detail on because it's very complex. It's very nuanced and it would have taken up a large portion of the episode to go through. Um, but I also didn't want to not mention it at all, which is why it's coming in at the end. It, that's not because it is less than, less important, but it is because it is important to mention altogether. So, that being said, um, Pamela Coleman-Smith is a genius. The Ten of Pentacles is a super fun card, and I am really and truly piecing out of this episode now. Ta-ta!